Well, hello there, my friends. It is another podcast for my E-Y-E. Anyways, so previously on podcasts, uh, we were talking about Beyond Fear, which is a book based on the teachings of Don Miguel Ruiz. And we were talking about the judge and the victim and victim mindset and judgment in general. So I found some pages I'm going to read from, from Beyond Fear that will guide our conversation tonight. And again, we're going to looking at all this from an occult perspective, first and foremost. And uh, yeah, there's a lot we can get out of this. And so we're going to weave in a few different, uh, few different things. And we're just going to go with it. So let's jump right into it. So in Beyond Fear, there's a section, page 23, Hell on Earth. And so I'd mentioned about the dream and understanding if the dreams were kind of uh, forced, fed into believing into in various ways. And, you know, not just your own personal dream, but uh, the dreams of your family, of your city, of your country, of your culture, of your nation, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and all the different ways, your workplace, all those dreams, right, intermingling with each other. So, uh, you know, he's going to talk about this. So, hell on earth. Fundamental to Miguel's teaching. Oh, that's actually the woman. Mary Carol Nelson, you compiled this, so it's not actually him saying this, but it's her writing on it. Fundamental to Miguel's teaching is the concept that earthly life is hell. Hell is the combined dream that all humans share. Both individual and collective dreams are actually nightmares. Every individual has a dream of reality, and likewise, so does each family, each community, city, state. Oh, exactly. When I, I didn't even know I was saying that right there. A state, nation, whole of humanity. We all contribute to the dream that is characterized by fear. An ultimate healing would mean to awaken from the dream and to thereby be liberated from hell. So, that right there is very, very occult. Once again, very occult. And so, just in looking upon that, then I think I had mentioned in the last podcast about you know, just figuring how to lucid dream your life, your immediate reality, and then outward. And, you know, learning how to manipulate the things in the dream outside of your immediate dream. Like, that's first and foremost. Like, you get good, you become a dream master of your immediate dream that you're having, and, like, the immediate surroundings, and, like, wherever you spend the most of your time. Uh... How, how do you want to spend most of your most of your time you know and how does that reflect in your environment and the dream uh, that is your life that you can change at will again if you change the agreements and what you accept and what you believe in uh, you know you can open that sucker up and you know that also to me just helps you mitigate 
the other dreams that are just fucking all all up in you already or you know you just you come in contact with and just yeah you want to have your dream together <laughs> in the way that is best for you you want to have that dream together you know instead of saying get your shit together to people well, that I ever said it to people but I always like that phrase getting your shit together get your dream together alright the dream you are having when you're awake get that together get that together so long story short long story short sorry I just was thinking sexy thoughts about something just randomly <laughs> there's no lies on this podcast <laughs> anyways think on sexy thoughts think on sexy thoughts Simpsons any Simpsons fans out there well I know there are but are they a fan of this podcast or are they going to listen to this podcast we'll see maybe they have maybe they haven't but yes think on sexy thoughts so yeah and the dream you know dream is just that sounds so nice like oh yeah I just I need to get my dream together well first of all you, 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 it starts with turning it from not being a personal nightmare that's 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 step zero <laughs> is figuring out in what ways you've enabled your 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 dream to be a nightmare and and again this could be from a whole bunch of shit that people who you know you assumed had your best interests at heart and listen they only if they had a better way if they had better laws and rules and agreements, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, morally, whatever the fuck you want to, you know, say, they would have told them to. No one's parents held back, wow, this is a profound way of operating in the world, but nah, 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 my kids aren't ready, I'm going to hold this back. No, that's never happened. They did, and in some cases it's not, uh, you know, when we logically look at it, not a great job raising children, you know, and and, and this kind of listen. This is not just like the extreme example of someone abusing their children, right? Like we, you know, we think about that extreme, but no, there are some middle class and well-off families that are just poisoning their children with agreements just poison and probably subtle poison too where it's like oh it's like you know it's like the, you know it's subtle racism but it's poison and it's subtle poison you know sometimes the poison is overt where it's like hey hey bill bill jean you don't date niggers okay that, that ain't cool and it's like oh okay um you know, uh, it sets up the complex in her mind where if she does date a black person, 
that, like, you know, she'll feel guilty. She let her family down. And if she thinks it's, like, stupid, that agreement has been set up, laid on the table. It's like, this is what it is. I don't want you doing this. So if you do this, you're, you're a slut. <laughs> and I hate you, even though you're my daughter. And, yeah, it's like it's put upon them based on what was put upon them by their parents and all the way down the fucking line. And somewhere it's got to stop. Somewhere someone's got to be like, you know what? All these put-upons and laws and rules and agreements and contracts that have been psychologically, emotionally, and physically placed on my beinghood. This temporal dimension we called Earth reality. Yeah, we need to deconstruct some of that. We need to break some of that shit down. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, shit. We just get smacked in the face with just stupid, nonsensical agreements. And we just kind of, like, swallow them down, even though, like, ugh, ugh. Well, then... You know, you can't just leave it in there. They need to be. They are tumors. They are tumors that are poisoning us that need to be extracted. Uh, but you know, you have to understand where they are and what they are. And you know, that goes to a practice that he mentions in this book, which is the inventory, where it's like you take an inventory of all your beliefs and all your agreements. And, you know, just be like, yo, this is what it is. Like, I got a very many page one going. I mean, I do it for a while. It's like, huh? <laughs> just after a while, like after specific things, I was just like, okay, I'm just, let me just group some things in here. Like, any agreements, uh, you know, that I've accepted about, you know, negative things about my, my body, you know, whatever. So I started kind of doing that. Um, and eventually I'm going to do a ritual once I feel like it's like, okay, I've, I think I've covered all my bases of things that I could have received and that I feel are affecting my current reality in terms of how it's manifested based on what I have agreed and accepted, um, in, you know, many prior instances. So... You know, I'll do a little ritual and I'll burn in the list and then we'll create some new agreements. Hmm? And, you know, it's just just recognizing just where the, like, you know, they talk about in fucking marketing. It's like, where are the pain points? Like, you know, you always want to just, people want help with problems. So if you identify what the problems are, then it's like, people are like, oh shit, yeah, I got to hire these people. What's their phone number? Okay, identif they identify that pain point I have with my business. And in the same way, it's like your your dream nightmare, your nightmare for for currently, right? If you haven't done anything, you're just in a nightmare. Once you start, like, you know, and this is what the spiritual path is about. It's un undoing the nightmare that one manifests and then ideally quote-unquote you know enlightening oneself but you can't just go straight to enlightenment without undoing the nightmare and unpacking the nightmare and dissecting the nightmare and being like hmm, what's going on with this nightmare and I've, I've experienced and that you know I've 
just through various ways accepted into my life, even if I did it unknowingly and I thought it was in my best interest when I was younger. I now know that no, no, we need to uh, unpack and un, un, not you can't undo, but uh, unpack and inspect and review just how our reality got to where it is based on agreements and based on things we've accepted again could be knowingly could be unknowingly um you know because it's like for example for example for example here's a good example where this is not even a verbal thing where someone's like you know the daughter not dating the black guy like that's a very like you know that's a verbal thing it could be an understood thing also where it's like the father never says that out loud to the daughter but just based on the daughter knowing who the father is she understands what the agreement is about the color of the person she canoodles with <laughs> um fuck where was I going with that um canoodling oh okay so someone I know their neighbor had like a shitty ex-boyfriend who like gave her a disease you know from having sex with a prostitute and then you know just and, and some other shit right you know just and yeah it's you know it's good that she has seemingly moved on from however he was at her place the other day like he had like he had also been like driving by and i guess kind of stalking her so you know there's that too and so, my friend, who's her neighbor, uh, noticed that he was there, and, and like you know, she, she had talked to him about her, and like, oh yeah, he's he's fucked up, good good riddance sort of thing, like yeah yeah, good riddance, right? Um, but she had had him over the night before, and also like this this day, you know, he came back over, and. Like, to me, as soon as I heard that, I was like, like, she, like, even if, even if she logically knows, like, this dude is, is not good news for me. He is not good news for me. There is some sort of agreement that it's like he could still come through. Like, like, there's, there's something in there that, like. Or, or otherwise he wouldn't have been able to come over. Like, it is what, like, it's exactly what it is. Like, there's no, like, subtext that needs to be read, you know. There's an agreement still going on with her and that dude that, like, it's, like, it's, he's still okay. Or otherwise, like, why was he allowed in the house, right? He didn't break in. He was allowed in. And again, this is what we accept, right? And I was also thinking about, like, Oh, and also this this shows them that it's like, oh, okay, well, it's like she just, like, let me come through again after all that shit. Like, oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> that's where your agreement is still? Like, oh, great, okay, well, here I am. So, you know, it could, it could it, like, your actions really show the agreements that you fuck with, really, right? 
like your actions at work, your actions towards your family, your actions towards yourself, your actions, you know, when you get home from work, your actions, you know, before you go to bed. Um, and a lack of an action is still an action. You're just choosing to do nothing. Like, if you, <laughs> if you just, just did nothing all the time, that's still an action. That's kind of, I guess, maybe a little bit of apathy. I don't know why you're choosing to do nothing. But um, it's still you're making an agreement to do something, right? Your choice is like an agreement to do something. Like, if I'm going to hit this table, I have to agree to do that. You know, and this is where, you know, having one's minds, mind, I don't know, I said it like that, uh, in a, I don't know what I would say, in a, not a positive place, having your minds free and open allows you know, it just allows you to not get caught up with agreements. I think also that's kind of the occult view also about, you know, just agreements in general, where it's like, okay, you, you clear out all the old agreements, great. All right, let's say we're back to neutral now. Like, okay, we cleared out old agreements, we burned them, we addressed them, right, we looked at them. We study them, we thank them, we let them go. Then it's like, okay, we're back to zero. We have zero agreements. I mean, I guess you could say you still have certain agreements, right? This is where it gets very culty. Like, you have an agreement that it's like, I have a physical body, you know? It's like hard to get rid of that one. But you would say that is, you know, once you realize that, once you don't believe in your physical body, I feel that you won't have a physical body. But it's like such a, it's a damn good illusion, folks. It is a damn good illusion, this physical body of ours. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, experience enough spiritual training. One, in theory. Maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't. Um, you can get to a place where, yeah, if you don't believe in your body. Uh, it's just like, poof, you're out of here. <laughs> you're just energy. Um, but you could say you would have to believe in that too. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Anywho, so you're back to, to square one. You're back to square zero. You have some basic agreements that, you know, I guess you're quote on, you know, you have a body or whatever, you know, and these are kind of like unwritten that it's like you don't need to wake up in the morning and tell yourself i have a body like it's kind of just ingrained in you you know if you really want to work on not having a body i'm sure you could do some heavy mantra work i'm not my body i'm not my body i have no body i am a nobody i am a nobody that'd probably be the best one i am a nobody <laughs> i am a nobody but there is something to that in terms of uh you know spirituality where it's like you are no one like you are just your identity does not matter in terms of higher consciousness it's just uh, it's just a convenient way so we don't get confused who we're talking to right and you know the ego is a product of this world so you know it just 
it's 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 like technology the ego it, it's it's sort of convenient but in the end it's like don't don't get caught up <laughs> with it that's actually a very good analogy um because i always say technology is it's has short-term convenience but long-term like inefficiency or long-term just you know it's like oh yeah by the way that device is like you know don't have it near your cheek it'll melt it <laughs> you know um you know after 10 years or some shit uh but <coughs> the reason the reasons <laughs> um where was i uh, we were talking about the dream and the nightmare. Oh, coming back to zero. Okay, right? So, you know, you don't have any, you know, maybe you have your body as a, as a reference points, you know, until you're done with that for the, for the, my name is for the, Hello. Hello, I'm for thee. I'm for and I'm thee. I'm for thee. You know, you, you have, you know, reference point in your body and that, you know. Just basic things that, you know, again, you really don't. Unless you want to work on the, the opposite of these agreements. To really have a, a wild ride. <laughs> you know, go for it, go for it, you know. I don't agree that I'm on Earth. <laughs> that one would be interesting. I'm on Pluto. I'm on Pluto. I'm on Pluto. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then it's like, okay, well, what what agreements do you want to? I mean, yeah, you can have, like, the four agreements that he talks about. But, listen, we're occultists here, folks. Let's, uh, let's occult it up here, huh? Let's occult it up. Let's, uh occult it up okay um and look at it in terms of well what occult agreements do i want what spiritual agreements do i want you know um like you don't have to believe in reincarnation i'm i'm working on unplugging that agreement so I ain't trying to come back here <laughs> this dump <laughs> I try to come back to this dump <laughs> you kidding me oh my wrong um <laughs> so yeah so it's like hey I don't want that agreement anymore right you know anything that I've read that's like yo this is what it is no not for me it isn't Bitches, not for me it isn't. We're unplugging that agreement. Unplugged. So, you know, it's really just important that, uh, that yeah, there needs to be just uh, introspective introspection related to you know the agreements one has again unknowingly or knowingly or dubiously or 
suspiciously or uh, with lots of hope, you know, which turned out to disappointment. Accepted certain contracts, certain agreements, certain rules as this is what it is. This is how I should behave. This is what I should do. Even if I feel the opposite, even if I think that's dumb, even if I think that's stupid, and that's going to only further create a psycho-emotional complex in my mind, but this is the law. This is the rule. This is the agreement in this environment, in this family, in this workplace, in this country, within myself. All the things. All the fucking things. So, let's evaluate that so we can turn this around and create new wonderful agreements that benefit us because we are older and wiser and we can understand what brings us joy and what is actually not bringing us joy that we're still agreeing to and we're still accepting and we're still uh, placating, to use that word, in our lives. So... This supreme reality is not something outside of us, something sep something separate from us is within, at the core of our being, a real nature nearer to us than our bodies, dearer to us than our lives. The Toltec tradition is a map that tells you how to go home. Because it is a map, you have to begin at the point where you are. Your first task is to become aware of what you really are, and this is the mystery. So I'm just going to move on. <laughs> We've agreed to accept our visual perception of reality as the truth, but this truth derives from an arrangement or consensus, consensus in which we are our partner. Perception is a miracle that demonstrates our power to create the outside reality. We perceive the natural world where we actually created our mind and brain. We have created language and we use it to name all the animals and plants and other components of this universe. Naming things seems to authenticate the world of illusion. So, this is a cold point number four or something. Um, yeah, since it's a dream, there's an illusory, illusory, illusory nature to our reality. And our, you know, vision is one of the largest or has a huge section in our brain, right? So... In terms of compared to like our ears and our sense of smell and our taste, you know, we usually will will believe what we see. And unless it's just very absurd and we're, you know, something surreal, obviously. Uh, but we, we will believe what we see. And, <laughs> you know, all we see in our dream seems believable. It seems real. 
We don't. We can't remember anything else. So we're like, well, this is real. This is reality. Where it's like we have no, we have no evidence of that. We have no true evidence of that. We're just like we just have no real other perspective. So we're like, yo, this is what it is. This is all the real shit, folks. This shit is as straight as it seems. This is this. This is that. Um, but it's not. You know, everything is. It's opposite. You know, and opposite is it's opposite. <laughs> An opposite is it's opposite. Yeah, great. <laughs> and you know, the more that it can be just um, hmm, what do I say? The more you can take reality with a grain of salt and know that the most absurd thing could possibly happen in the next moment to you or out in the world, then it's like, you'll just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is illusion, so, you know. Uh, it, it, it literally is what it is. It is what it isn't, also. <laughs> and that's the funny part about it. It is what it isn't. And so, uh, just... <laughs> You know, just also the as as mentioned in there, the act of naming things. Well, it's like, oh, what's that thing? You know, just gives it's like basically a blanket. N names and names for anything is like a is a blanket. It's like a nice warm blanket. It's like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Like it calms you down. Where it's like, I don't know what that is, right? That's scary to people. So being able to name things. Right? Even if it's like, yo, I don't know what that is, but it's like, oh, that's a snarfleflogle. You saw one of those? Oh my goodness, you saw snarfleflogle? Oh, wow. I thought I was the only one. Jeez. Did it have the horns and the orange beak and the, and the claws and the retracted uh, uh, hair and the, and the camel hump? A snarfin floggin. I don't know if that was the name I said. A flogging schnoffin? A schnoffin flogging? Schnoffin flogging. They only come at, at dawn for four minutes and then they burrow underground never to be seen again until 29 years later on the top of a mountain. Eating a Snickers bar for some reason. Who eats Snickers bars? I never got that one. Twix, definitely. Kit Kat, definitely. Uh, peanut butter, Butterfingers, definitely. Uh, Mounds, I'll enjoy, without a doubt. Um, Snickers, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't really get that one. I never have. There's definitely been Snickers bars that have been offered to me. And, uh, you know, I ate them. I ate, I ate, I ate that Snicker bar. But if it was a Kit Kat 
or if it was a Twix, I would have enjoyed it more. Is all I'm saying. And so, but as we discuss, that was all an illusion. The Snickers bar is an illusion, folks. The Snickers bar is an illusion. How many times do I have to tell you? Clint, get in here. Tell them about the Snickers bar being an illusion. Well, Snickers bar is an illusion. So, so yeah, so we kind of, you know, what's that Einstein quote? Reality is a, an illusion, albeit a persistent one. It's a pretty persistent illusion. And so, breaking out of that is part of our agreements, right? It's part of what we need to do to remember who and what we are because we're agreeing to be like oh i'm jane i'm billy i'm johnny i'm this i'm that you know it's like yeah okay i mean we we can still operate in the world but it's like we don't have to sacrifice all of our energy into an identity that's is just a product of this world. It's just a product of this world. And when we move on to other spaces and places, it'll be like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, what was that? I don't remember. It was something. It was like a name or something. I don't know. They called me something. <laughs> Anyways, I'm out here being energy. So, the remainder of the podcast, we will recite Wittgenstein over a nice glass of Chianti, and then we will discuss Wittgenstein. Wittgenstein! <laughs> That's from the X-Files episode, The Simpsons, which I loved it because it was actually uh, Julian Anderson and, what's his name, David Duchovny, doing the voices. Um, but it's like when they're interviewing Homer and he's like, oh, you know, we were, we were sitting having a nice bottle of, I don't know if he says Chianti, but he's like, oh, we're drinking, uh, uh, uh whatever beverage and we were discussing Wh Wittgenstein. Then <laughs> Mulder's like, uh, sir, it's a federal offense to lie to the FBI. He's like, okay, we're, we're eating peanuts out of the backseat of Barney's car. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> this podcast is off the rails, baby. This podcast is off the rails. Off the rails. It's off the rails. It's off the rails. I said it's off the rails. I said it's off the rails. I said this is this thing on? Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? This podcast is off the rails. It's off the rails. Oh my god, it's a Nicole podcast off the rails. <laughs> so, so yeah, illusion, dream illusion. And it's part of the reason why we will keep buying into our own 
nightmare and our own nightmare agreements. And here they call it the book of hell, right? It's all your beliefs and agreements that you have that keep you fucking changed to the, to, to the judge and victim. You know, it's like, oh, violent agreement, judgment, guilty. Uh, you get to beat yourself up. Self-flagellation. Uh, so, we need to go through our book of hell, which is going through the agreements and all the bullshit we've accepted and believed in. Uh, you know, even no matter how it's like, oh, not, what about that? That's fine. Oh, well, still look at it. Still look at that shit. Has it enriched your life, that uh, agreement, that contract? Hmm? 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 Has it? Has it? Has it? Has it? Has it? I said, has it? Oh, I said, how's it? I said, how's it? I said, how's it? I'm stalling because I'm fucking downloading an app. So bear with me. I know, it's like, yo, you're doing a podcast. You should be focusing on that. Yeah, you know what? You know what I say to that? Shut the fuck up. This is my podcast. You can skip. 30 seconds if that bothered you but I would say what agreement do you have that that needs to bother you huh and yeah maybe I'll be a bad podcast host and downloading something on my phone but I didn't want to forget okay and maybe I'm <laughs> I've agreed with where I feel some type of way that I did that I'm sorry podcast <laughs> anyways let's move on to another page. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I love this. Making emotions is the main function of the human mind. Yes. <laughs> Can you think about like all the hormones and neurotransmitters and all that sort of stuff and how that affects us? Um yeah um you know because okay think about it in terms of having a body and a consciousness or just having a consciousness you just have a consciousness there's no body to feel anything right like because you feel like you know you'll kind of you know i mean you could it, it could come up as a feeling or come as a thought and develop as a, like a literal feeling in, in the body. Um, but our emotions, like you, that's why they're called feelings. We feel them. It's not like, you know, you know, cause in one, we could, we may not be able to immediately identify the feeling, right? It's just something. And we're like, well, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then later we're like, Oh, rage. Rah! I'm angry. And these are products of the ego in our mind. And this is where, you know, kind of understanding our reactions and our agreed upon reactions and our agreed upon ways of being 
how that influences our thoughts and how our thoughts influence our feelings. And we'll, we'll turn into an angry feeling monster. <laughs> but seriously, well, no, that was serious. That was super serious. Um, but seriously, also, looking at just the the your mind is an emotion factory is very helpful because it's like this is also something that's talked about which again is another occult point about the what is it called the allies who are you know you could say they're gods or whatever um but those entities that are just feeding off of negative human emotions and just slurping it all up and they don't want the they don't want the faucet to run out so creating realities nightmares dreams where shit is fucked up personally for people collectively for people all the ways for people is only going to enhance the output of negative emotion and enhance the nightmare dream and it's like key bono who benefits from a night from a whole bunch of people having a nightmare dream it's not the people it's not the earth <laughs> who would it be um uh alex i wager 2000 on otherworldly beings boop 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 you got the daily double <laughs> that'll be a lit episode of jeopardy occult jeopardy yeah so so yeah so understanding the the ego's role in the emotions we pump out is very critical because then you'll understand well why the fuck my feeding into those emotions you know what what agreement do i have that I, that I need to feed into those those agreements and those emotions what's going on here you know because uh like okay if someone steps on your foot right someone steps on your foot and you get really mad and maybe even yell at them now, it's understandable if someone steps on your foot, you get mad. But it's also, you kind of... <laughs> like, this is just funny to say, so I'm just going to say it. There is probably somebody out there who likes getting their foot stepped on. It's probably just some sort of kink. Maybe it's non-sexual, but they just... Ooh, I like the feeling of when, when someone's foot is on top of my foot through a shoe. And they glad we would lo have loved it every time someone stepped on their foot and they kind of get in the way of people's walking so they can have their foot accidentally stepped on right um you know so let's put that in the normal quote-unquote normal scenario of people having a negative reaction to getting their foot stepped on versus having a positive reaction with getting their foot stepped on those are both agreements 
those are both agreements you know like you could now it's like you know it's it's understandable but these are human emotions these are human bodily emotions that it's like you know you could probably say that you know to the extent someone has felt violated in terms of their personal space and boundaries in their life will probably predicate their reaction to getting their foot stepped on and you know assuming it doesn't hurt like if it's something hurts it's easy to have an angry reaction like that is understandable let's say just someone stepped on your foot but it didn't hurt they just stepped on your foot they didn't see your foot there but your toes are fine you're not hurt and you still have a very angry action like you know and maybe the person says like oh it's sorry you know or, or whatever but you know maybe they don't and you're kind of pissed off about it um you know you kind of are making uh you kind of are just carrying out an agreement and now it's like it doesn't mean that in that moment when you recognize where it's like why did that get me so mad and maybe you're like oh that's why they got so mad because you know i just don't like when someone you know it could be about your shoes it's like you know i like how my shoes a certain way i have a certain pride about them you know i just hate when people step on them and they you know get them fucked up because i try to keep keep them looking so good right it can be very deep cool things because you're proud of your appearance because maybe now that you're older you have more money when you're growing up you couldn't have nice shoes and you know so it's really meaningful that your shoes look nice all the time you know etc etc right even deeper so uh but again even all that is just a whole rabbit hole of agreements that that person has made that's that it's like well now that, that I'm here an adult and can afford these things I'm agreeing that it's very important to me and you know just because something you feel deeply about something doesn't mean it's not some sort of <laughs> agreement it may be a deeper agreement it may be a deeper contract or, or law you're putting into play but it's still something you're, you're saying like you're accepting like yes this is what it is this is what it is folks for example i consider myself a podcaster now i don't know what point where i was even though it's like i don't know what point when i was just like yep i'm a podcaster i just sort of knew i just sort of knew but you know it wasn't you know it wasn't after like one podcast that's for sure um but I've made an agreement that I'm a podcaster. And so, and by doing podcast things, kind of my re- reality, again, in terms of my lucid dream that I'm directly controlling, is lining up with what I am claiming to be, what I'm saying I am. And I think that's always the missing link, is that we claim to be, we say we are, but we don't line up our lucid dream reality with with that we don't put in the time as they say we just talk we just talk and we say a whole bunch of word symbols we're probably lying because we fear being found out which is something they also talk about however <laughs> it's just basically lying um, all the time you know listening and listen and be open-minded to what people say to you but just be skeptical that's because really fundamentally that's their dream that they are sharing with you and
and the how they use the language symbols to take what's in their mind translate it to words to tell you it it's just yeah be skeptical about all that shit even what i'm saying this sounds good this sounds cool and makes sense maybe it doesn't i don't know but still be skeptical unpack it look at it be like no i don't agree with that i agree with that that's stupid hmm. actually i will add to this you know just just nothing should ever just get a free pass through your mind like it's you should like you don't internalize everything but you you give it a, a, a look over to see what it really is and see you know how it jives with your mind and you know even if it's like a credible source someone you trust someone you believe in quote-unquote someone you feel is beyond reproach quote unquote whatever that means to you just still because this is how just people always get fucked up because that's always because someone could be beyond reproach and then just one day they're just not or they just fuck up one day and it's like oh shit i listened to that and that that fucked me up why didn't i like actually process what that person told me because if i did i probably wouldn't have enacted upon that advice which actually fucked me up um, worse so just looking at turtles but yeah so emotions so human emotions are just they are something that we experience and we kind of get taken over by and this can cause lots of problems in terms of um, our mental health in terms of our just overall day-to-day -day existence and so kind of understanding one's emotions how they manifest and what causes them what triggers them is super important and because now it's like you can look at the agreements related to those and, and see if you can you know really get in there with a crowbar and unplug some agreements because they're kind of chained down they're really chained down sometimes so you gotta really get in there with the crowbar Let's look at another page. Let's look at another page. Yeah, I always like putting my phone on like a vibrate because I don't want like the sound on the on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? This is another good line. This creation from within depends on upon the silent knowledge. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Alright, so here's another occult situation we got here, folks. Page 39, if you're reading along at home. 
The mind is made by emotions. Emotions are the code that builds the mind. Every emotion is alive and is a living being. Now, whew, cult point 39. Okay, so, I mean, it's like seven. So, that is 100% accurate. And, you know, this is why kind of the agreements we have about you know our health our mental health our life our reality can really really get continually reinforced uh you know to our detriment um over time the more we're like i'm this i'm this i'm this i'm this um and so, so you know, it's kind of like uh, summoning, summoning a spirit, where, you know, I mean, it, like, you know, this is I'm just using an example. If someone has anxiety, right? Obviously, anxiety is a real thing. I've experienced it. Um, you know, but it's like the more in your mind you tell yourself. I'm an anxious person. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. You're just reinforcing that contract, that belief, that agreement. And in an occult way, you're just, you're calling towards you the anxiety being. And then it'll just spend more time with you. It's like, oh, you said my name. Here I am. Oh, what's up? It's anxiety. Oh, you, you call me? Yeah, I'm here. Let's give you a little of that. Ah, yeah. Give me some nerves. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so what are we doing? Oh, we're not doing anything now, right? Because we're anxious? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a living being. It's, a, it's an energetic being that we can call upon. And we can call upon it so much that it just it becomes automatic where it's like as soon as we do something where we normally call upon it then where it's like oh yeah I'm already here you don't even need to like call me like you normally do because I know you're going to call me so I kind of just showed up anyways because I felt that you were going to call me yeah so just you know everything being alive spiritual sense you know this goes to our emotions too and thoughts as well but you know in this particular case our emotions and that can really just continue to trap us in a nightmare because then we'll just keep calling on all these different emotions and feeling entities and it'll just be uh, fuck what do they call it in, in this book they call it like uh just all these voices in a room and no one can hear each other because it's like all these conflicting agreements just in a room and like it's just, ah, and just you can't hear shit right and that's our minds um and so uh you know the more you undo that the more it's like you can fucking just not have all those fucking voices in there just fucking being ridiculous etc etc in your mind 
so um they uh they I lost my train of thought got distracted by text messages it's a text message kind of day <laughs> it's a text message kind of day we're just gonna move on to uh, another page Move on to. Oh, here's another good occult's point. Occult point number 18. We're connected with everything. We affect everything through our intent. Our intent is a different part of our mind than our reason. So, our intent, right? And this is kind of tied to our will. Um, and as a magician, as an occultist, our will is a very important part because this is the direction of our energy this is the direction of where we are working um, and what is our intentions what, what is the focal point right what is the what is the pinnacle of what we were doing and so um you know this is not reason because this is this could be completely out of our imagination it could not even make really much sense um but we have an intention to put it forth and that's all we need and this will just you know just further our connection to our personal dream because if we do everything with intention then it's like we're we're really there. We're really in the moment. And we're really actually connecting to whatever we're doing. Even if we're making a coffee, you know, we do it with intention. We do it with focus. And the more the world does what it does, the more it's difficult to have that focus that's why it's like it's important to you know to find a place where you don't need to be on an electronic device and you can be fine and you don't need that stimulation you actually want to be away from all that stimulation and you just want to connect in your immediate surroundings just doing just doing something and not just getting overstimulated by the world, which it is. And that's on purpose because another thing they kind of mention in this book, I say it like that because it might be another one of the books that I got recently um, after I finished reading this one. But anyways, so uh, it mentions about focus being one of the most important I don't think they say it like this but I'm saying it like this like most important energetic currencies like where you put your focus in a day in your life you know just moment to moment day to day is is, is sacred really because that is where your energy is flowing you know so what you do repeatedly, you become. So, 
Where is your focus? What are you focusing on? What are you focusing on doing? Hmm? 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 And what are you focusing? Like, what are you trying to focus? <laughs> so, just the intention of just your dream and using your will to control your dream so you're the master of your dream through intention, through focus, through will. Well, I want to write this down. Intention, focus, and will. Oh, I love their new album. I don't have a goddamn pen. Attention and focus and will. Attention. I feel like it's attempt plus focus. Time will equals magic. Magic. We're talking about magic. We're talking about magic. Oh, oh, oh. We're talking about magic. We're talking about magic. We are talking about magic. Talking about magic. Oh, 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 oh. We're talking about magic. Magic. I said we're talking about magic, and he could dig it. <laughs> Anyways, so intention, focus, will. Uh, what else we got? So let's go to page 44. Let's see what we got there. Oh, see, here we go. Um,. So, you mentioned three different levels of mastery. Mastery of uh, uh, intention, mastery, mastery of intent, mastery of transformation, and there's another, a mastery of awareness. So, uh, so in the mastery of transformation, we learn to be the stalker. This is how we recover what we are. In this mastery, we learn to clean the mind, to stop suffering, to become warriors, to become masters, to become free, to become one with love. The third mastery The third mastery of intent is the result when we are no longer the body and no longer the mind. We are no longer the soul. We are just love. Because love includes everything. Love is the real name of God. Love is everywhere. Everything is made out of love. So, also I want to say this. Love has billions of expressions, including fear. Fear is a reflection of love, but it is only a small part of love's expression. Fear will control the mind. The mind will control the brain. What you do is according to what you perceive, so if you are feeling fear, what you perceive will be analyzed with fear. This is where the fucking liberal media, no, the media, 
uh, they, 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 they fuck with people because if you're in a state of fear, then it's like you'll only look at things through a state of fear and through a state of panic and through a state of the world is on fire. That's why that's like, that's a funny phrase. Like, when has the world not been on fire? You fucks. Like, there was a time when everything was cool and hunky-dory. For who? Maybe for a time. Rise and fall, people. Rise and fall. Just don't don't believe in all the hype. Don't believe in all the hype. And I don't say this callously. It's just... It is what it is, and it is what it isn't. Like, everyone... Who dies goes in the spiritual realm. What's wrong with that? That sounds great. That's a problem? People getting the fuck out of here? Well, you know, Posh, you know, it's like when people are murdered and that sort of thing. Okay. But I feel like they'll enjoy the spiritual realms much more than this place. Assuming that they don't come back. If they want to come back, hey. Fuck them. I hope they get murdered again. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but, yeah, this was a but, right? The, but, what was the thing I was just reading? Um, oh, yeah, fear, 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 fear. So, yeah, so, you know, this is why I keep a, a, a light connection with the news. I don't need to bombard myself with all the terrible, terrible things that, that are happening in the world. But are they happening? I'm not witnessing them. You know? It sounds like a weird thing to say. But it's like, okay. What is actually happening? What is actually happening? No, I'm empathetic if people are in a fucked up spot and fucked up things are happening to them. But I can't prove that fucked up things are happening. Nor can you. I'm sure there's fucked up things happening. But I'm sure we're manipulated in terms of how we perceive the fucked up things that are actually happening. And we're probably manipulated into believing that the good things that are happening, which are actually fucked up, and the fucked up things that are happening are actually good. And we get all twisted around because everything it is what it is and it is what it isn't so yeah put that in your bedtime stories folks put that in your fucking bedtime stories folks anyways let's uh keep uh keep uh, going let's keep uh, going we'll just keep uh, going so so yeah, so it kind of touches on the, uh, you know, no longer have, having a body and no longer having a mind. Those are just agreements. Those are just something where it's like, oh yeah, I have a mind. I have a this. I have a body. Do you? Do you? This is the question I always ask myself. And I never quite got to the bottom of it, but that's the point. It's kind of like a mental exercise. Okay. My body. Let's go. Let's go down one, one light, one layer. Okay. What's inside my body? Whole bunch of cells. 
what are the cells made of? Oh, they're made out of protons, they're made out of electrons. What are those made out of? Oh, they're made out of quarks. What are quarks made out of? Energy. What is energy made out of? Energy. What is energy? <laughs> so you see, you see the problem here, folks. You see what happened? Uh, so, so yeah. Where is this energy? Oh, it's, it's moving. But it doesn't feel like it's moving. Oh, but it's, it's actually an illusion. It's that every, all energy is moving, even if it seems like it's not moving. It's subtly vibrating, even at imperceptible levels. Oh. Huh. Hmm. 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 So, so yeah, so getting to the, the place where the, the, really the only agreement is that that you are love. And I would say it's not even in that sort of phrase because then it's still like you are you. You know, you're saying you're, you're a you. And then that you are something instead of just being it. Right? Is it like are implies that there's some sort of stipulation. Because it's like you are love. Well, if you are love, then you just be love. Like, we're, what's with the you and the are? fuck is up with the UNR huh like what is the UNR doing here if you're actually love huh <laughs> what is going on with this U and this R unbelievable anyways so um I also want to bring up two additional points related to agreements it's one there's a quote I think it's Warren Buffett maybe not maybe some other guy about how successful people say no all the time and also that you know Jordan Peterson the psychologist talks a lot about his studies on being disagreeable versus agreeable and usually uses the example of in like contract negotiations or uh, like for a job like you know negotiating for your salary and how people who are disagreeable who are like oh that's the offer no they do better with getting more money because they're not accepting the first offer and they're not accepting if it doesn't meet their number and you know there's just such advantages of being disagreeable it doesn't mean you're mean doesn't mean you're rude, but it's you just don't agree with everything just because. Just to be nice, just to please people, just because you think it'll look good. No, you fucking only agree to shit that it's like, yo, this is the shit. This is a yes. Like, oh, definitely. There is no doubt about this. That's the shit you agree to. You know, agree to like, oh, hey, man, you want to come, uh, you know, go to my... The forty-fifth birthday party at the the spinning side. <laughs> I don't know why I'm at a birthday party at Laundromat, but that's probably why you don't want to go. So yeah, we couldn't get a hall to rent, but but uh, Lerna said we could rent out the uh, the spinning side, and uh, you know we could have a DJ there from uh, seven thirty to eight forty-five. You know, because you know, he's got to pack up. You know, so that'll be nice. That'll be packed. Packs up, 
So, you know. So that's why 845, good music. But it's like the DJ is still there till 9. He is still there until 9. But he he's, has to start to pack up 845. Um, so we'll probably put a Bluetooth speaker on after that. Um, you know, just to, just to keep the, the music flowing and going. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so yeah, we'd love to see you. Uh, come on out and uh, just, uh, yeah, just party, party with us at the Spin Sud, you know. And afterwards, we're gonna go to the uh, the Sloppin' Top, which <coughs> I'm not sure what they do there, <laughs> but it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be just a wonderful time over there at the the Sloppin' Top and the Spin Sud. Um, which I do know what they do there. They're a laundromat, but the slop, the slopping top. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm coughing because I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, so, love, yeah. What's up with the UNR? Love, you are love or you're not. You can't. You are love. That's just silly. That just doesn't make any sense. There's so many extra things. Hi, I'm love. Like, if someone introduced me, I'm like, no. You should just be like, love. Or you should just not say anything. And just be a, a warming, loving presence. And I'd be like, oh, they're love. I get it. They didn't need to say anything. I just felt it. I just, I just sensed their auric field of their loveliness. Their loverliness. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Anywho, back to where we started. Back to where we started. I said, back to where we started. Um. But yeah, oh, so being disagreeable. So, in a cult sense, that is perfect because again, it's like we don't want to be just agreeing to shit. We don't be just getting along to get along. You know what I'm saying? We need to cut that shit out. We can't just get along, get along to get along. I don't think that's the expression. To talk, to sing along, to get along. That's what I'm going to say from now on. We can't just sing along to get along. <laughs> because, yeah, it's like, I don't want to sing with this person. But it's like, oh, are you ready to sing? And it's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, dun, 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 dun. like <laughs> and then we do a whole fucking musical number. Some shit we didn't want, but we still agreed to. We still did a fucking musical number. Fuck that shit. Only do the musical numbers you fucking really feel in your fucking heart. All right? Stop doing stupid musical numbers. Why are you doing stupid musical numbers with yourself, with other people, with your family, with your friends? I know. It's probably because we never want to feel alienated. I get it. But sometimes it's good that we're alienated because then we're free. And if you're your authentic, quote-unquote, true, quote-unquote, self, quote-unquote, Every single thing in the, every word in there was in quotes, and then the whole thing was in quotes, just in case you didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so, quote unquote, 
Is the repeated use of quote unquote, I think, is just very entertaining to me. So, we were quoting and unquoting. Ah, those were the good old days. Remember when we used to quote and unquote? Oh, man. Those were the days. I used to quote, I used to unquote. We used to quote and we used to unquote. We used to quote and unquote, quote and quote, quote and unquote, quote and quote. I said quote and unquote. I said quote and unquote, quote and quote, 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 quote. So being disagree, <laughs> being disagreeable is really such an occult, uh, positive, an occult positive, uh, an occult beneficial practice because then you won't be just hitching your wagon to energy that you don't fuck with and that just creates a cognitive dissonance in your mind and creates a certain uh just conflict within your mind because it's like you're doing something you don't want to do and no one likes doing something they don't want to do especially if they like agreed to it because they didn't know how to say no and that is like also a very fucking occult sort of good thing practice is just knowing how to say no to people to events and never being a dick about it but just be like no thank you though I mean also you don't have to even say thank you because that's just something to make them feel good for offering you the whatever that's why shout to Sulinette one of my favorite quotes no is a complete sentence that doesn't need any other <laughs> doesn't need any other explanation, information, or motivations. So, there. There. Anyways. So, yeah. Be fucking disagreeable. Stop agreeing to so much shit. Well, that's my main mission in life is just not be so agreeable. Because I know. Because it's like a lot of shit. It's like. It's not that, okay, so like even just in terms of occult and spiritual thoughts, right? Um, there's a lot of shit where it's like, hmm, that's interesting, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I don't know if I necessarily disagree with it, though. It's just in a void. Just in a void, you know? And maybe at some point I'd be like, hmm, I disagree with that. Or at other points, I'd be like, hmm, I agree with that. But, uh, but yeah, what I choose, you know, can limit or set up my reality in a certain way. So understanding that, you know, I want to just ensure that I'm having foresight with what I agree to, especially if there is spiritual and occult implications with what I am agreeing to. And I want to be disagreeable. No. 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 No, 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 no,
let's just let's just keep it going hmm. okay so this is a good thing to read because this talks about what is described as domestication um, which is really the kind of subjugation subordination of the wild child that we inherently all are or at least the attempt to uh, but generally it, it works so at birth a baby has no mind it has the equipment the brain but it is immature the child has to learn everything the brain is a complex of blank, blank computers it is not conscious Although the newborn child has cellular memory of evolution and a few emotions, it does not have the mind to create the dream. The child is born with the knowledge of the universe, but it cannot think. It just knows. It, its DNA carries a silent knowledge of life as soon as the neural system is developed. In utero, in utero, it functions, but before birth, it is not directly in contact with the light outside, only indirectly, indirectly through the mother. Therefore, the child receives little of the information carried by light until birth. Several years after birth, the child is still free like a wild animal, is not domesticated yet, and therefore has not accepted the dream that is passed to it by its family, religion, and culture. If the child is domesticated, the development of the, its mind comes through emotions caused by punishment and reward. Gradually, the child learns all the rules of the system and inherits, and learns to behave in a certain way. It absorbs the dream of its society. But it does not choose the dream. So, the cold point number 33 is that domestication process. You know, it's it's like, yo, listen, little bitch. This is what the dream is, okay? This is the, over here, this is the fucking dream, okay? So, you better get with the program or shit's just going to fucking suck. And shit might already suck. But if you step outside this fucking dream, sh shit's going to be really shitty. So you've, you've been told. You've been warned. Here's what it is. And yeah, it sets up the, the good, good boy, bad girl. Good, good boy. Good boy, good girl, bad boy, bad girl division in one's mind. And again, I had mentioned earlier that or maybe in the other podcasts about based on the culture and family and, you know, people you're around, the community you're around and the people you're connected to, the things that you get rewarded for and told you're good, good boy or good girl could still be very shitty and actually terrible that you're getting rewarded for that and vice versa where the things you're getting punished for are actually like good good behavior that should get rewarded uh, but you know in your rule system that you've adopted that you've inherited and been force fed um, it's not the case so just looking at that um, it's it's understandable where people later develop complexes um, about their their behavior and what's acceptable and like wanting to do this but you know oh I you know it's kind of like the thing where it's like a, um, you know the classic archetype of the uh, 
uh, the preacher's daughter, right? Where it's like they're so locked down that it's like they just can't help but go fucking wild because they're just so like repressed and constricted in terms of their their consciousness due to the, the ex- probably excessive rules and laws and agreements that are within their household that they have to abide by that it's like you know i mean kids don't like that shit inherently even if it's like the healthiest best like environment in terms of agreements and rules and laws and the system of the family you know kids are still not going to like it because it's like you're restricting my freedom (laughs) you know that's just natural to to want to rebel against rules and laws you know even if they're sound and just you know which uh, you know some parents can are are able to do that you know where others uh, not so much and some in between um so just uh just being able to uh what was i going with this just being able to understand like how people's how people's behavior uh later in life gets fucked up it's it's because of this this domestication where it's like yo little 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 homie this is what it is and then it's like after a while it's like kind of the idea of you know there's a book about uh power that's uh you know specifically about black power but in in it the author is a black author he talks about he breaks down like power just like the term power and different types of power and he he you know he talks about coercion he talks about how coercion is kind of like does he say uh i okay i think if i remember correctly he's like coercion is the best use of power against people because if you're directly forcing people to do something they don't want to do it only takes them so long where they'll resent you and they'll want to fucking fight back they'll want to rebel and that won't be good for the system you have however if you coerce them and you manipulate them into maintaining the law and the in the system of rules that and agreements that are put into place then it's like it's more of a hands-off way of maintaining that system and then it's like the people are maintaining themselves and sort of policing themselves where it's like the 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 parents don't need to in this example the parents don't need to discipline the children because like the other siblings are like will be like no this is what it is don't you know about the system of rules here bitch right and it's like oh hey perfect we don't have to do shit they know what time it is if not they'll learn and it's a sad thing it's a sad thing um i'm trying to keep this light but it's a sad thing where someone's got a really fucked up system of rules and laws and expectations and agreements that they're thrust into and they have to deal with and this is definitely my favorite movie don't ask um this is you know this is why it's important to 
dissect these sort of things because they have deep roots in our psyche. They have deep roots in our heart and our body all over the place and our consciousness. And so understanding just how you were specifically domesticated in your specific family is so fucking critical. And, you know, this is something that, you know, they won't necessarily call this in therapy, domestication, but it's like, well, how were you raised? Like, what were your parents like? And that sort of thing. And then, you know, usually the the person working with you can kind of unpack it from there. And, and again, they may not call it agreements, but they'll understand where it's like, oh, okay, there are some toxic systems and there are some injustice in the laws and you know this is how this affected this person now um, just based on them operating in their reality based on these systems of laws because it's like we go out to the world and we're like oh this is what the system is and you think it's like broadly just others have adopted at least similar systems and then like you meet them and you talk to them and you're like oh, you've got a radically different system that you came from. And I'm not saying mine's better, but yours is way different. They did that over there? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, we didn't do that. We did this. And again, I'm not saying mine is better. I'm just saying it's vastly different. And, you know, I mean, this is a this is a thing about, like, you know, visiting other cultures and going to travel internationally, et cetera, et cetera, is that you get to see... Um, different ways of living, different agreements and, and rules and systems and ways of living. And it's important to see those differences because you always think like, oh, this is, this is, this is it, folks. This is the way we live. Fuck it, we ball. Anywho. One day, one day, we will find that special, 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 special place within your own heart full of tacos. Thank you, thank you. So, I'm going to leave it right there. My throat is parched. It's been an hour and 30 minutes. I got people coming over. I got to get ready and such. But we'll keep going with this. This will be, this will be many podcasts. Be a lot to bring down. I haven't gotten to the agreements. I'm talking about those. I'm still talking about domestication, folks. Anyways, toodaloo. Until next time. Bye.